again with the Soulfully Stronger podcast. I'm your host, Ari, and today we're going to talk about weddings, because your girl is engaged. That's right. Cue the the clapping track. We are uh, here. We're back. We're ready to go. Um, It's also been a very long time uh, since I recorded last, um, because... Your girl is the queen of just completely not sticking to a schedule whatsoever. Um, It's actually kind of a problem of mine. I have this, like, need to build, like, really rigid schedules for myself or else simply nothing will get done in my life ever. Um, And so things like these, like, passion project type things definitely uh, get pushed in the background. Um, To be fair, life has been also incredibly busy Um, like one of the things is getting engaged, which is an exciting thing. Um, so I figured I would start today's episode before we dive into the meat and potatoes, if you will. Um, we're going to start off with just a little, little kind of update on where I've been. Um, so gosh, it's probably, probably a billion things have happened since my last episode. I can't off the top of my dome even remember when that episode was recorded because uh, there was a period of time where I like recorded ahead and that sort of thing. So who even knows the version of Aria I was at that time or what was happening in my life. But as of right now, uh, my fiance and I moved into our new apartment recently. She is beautiful. She is great. Um, It is a two bedroom apartment which is night and day different from sharing a one-bedroom apartment when you have a really big dog um, and you have a lot of crap that you have to put into that one-bedroom apartment. So now we have a lot more space. I feel like I can get my zen back. We, We both have like a working desk area. It's beautiful. It's awesome. I literally love it here. Um, So that's been super fun, but also busy because moving is kind of the worst thing ever. I literally dread it so much. Um, On top of that, work has been crazy, crazy, crazy this past month. Um, So I've just been all over a busy, busy gal. Um, But I actually, so to get a little bit more on track with today's episode, I did get engaged. Ah, yeah, super fun, super exciting. Um, but that was back in May, um, and this episode was supposed to be released in June, um, because I did, in fact, have it, like, planned out. I even recorded it, um, but then life happened, and then, like, some things changed, and it, it's just been crazy, so I was like, you know what, we're gonna start it all over, and we're gonna get back on track, I'm gonna record a few episodes in advance, back on a schedule. I have no excuses. We're making it happen. So anyway, in May, I got engaged um, on my trip to Italy that Connor took me on, which was absolutely the time of our lives. I literally had so much fun. We ate so much food constantly. We're big foodies. That's one thing about us is we will be eating. That is for sure. Um, And we ate a ton. And, like, literally we got gelato, like, two or three times per day 
from different places each time because we're like, okay, we have to try all the places before we leave. Um, so that was super fun. We uh, found a really cool tattoo shop there, met some super amazing artists, got tattoos done there. We explored. We got to see all the sights, all the things. And then he popped the question. So it was kind of just the perfect little little trip, if you will. Um, and then, yeah, so then obviously, as one does, then all I can think about is wedding planning, right? Like I, I was never, okay, let's just full disclosure moment here. I was never a girl that was like super about like weddings and like dreaming of the perfect day and stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that. If that's something that's important to you, if you've like always dreamed of your wedding or like always have known what you wanted when it came to getting married and things like that because I feel like that's a fairly common thing I think I was just like defective or something and it just missed me because I have never had that feeling before um and honestly for a good portion of my like life if you will (laughs) um I didn't even think I was gonna get married so um like, I didn't even think that was something I wanted uh, in my life. So I really had never, like, thought a whole lot about my wedding. You know, any little, like, sort of thought I had about it. Because obviously, you know, Connor and I have been together uh, since high school. Um, so it's about six years. So, you know, that's a lot of time. So, like, you know, I knew that, you know, we were probably going to get married. We were moving in together the whole nine. Um And, like, any little, like, passing thought I had about a wedding was always just something kind of low-key, you know. I would see those little Pinterest-y pictures that were cute, save them to a board, that sort of thing. Nothing too, like, in-depth, you know. No real reason to. So then, the moment I got engaged, the whole algorithm switched on my phone, by the way. it Like, they knew instantly. All the targeted ads knew. Because then everything was like, oh, you just got engaged? Me, 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 here's this little wedding box, and here's this little thing, and here's this... Like, every little, like, commercialized item that's ever been produced to generate revenue, but the wedding version of it has just been all over any of my, like, social media feeds, any, like, website I go on, the ads on the side of the page, like, everywhere, like, instantly. Um, Which is kind of funny. I mean, they know what they're doing. They definitely do... Um, so then I was like, you know what? I'm all about it. I'm excited. Like, let's get it going. Let's get a wedding, like little notebook planner type thing. Let's get, you know, a wedding website set up. I downloaded the Knot app. You know how it is. All the, all the, all the hot girls download the Knot app. Um, so I'm like in the airport as we're like waiting to go back home and I'm like downloading this app. I'm picking out our colors. I'm like looking through these ideas. I'm like, oh my God, this is so much fun. So I'm like having, having such a a good time. Okay. At this point in the wedding planning journey, life is good. Okay. The world is my oyster. I have yet to realize the extent to which, uh, things suck. Okay. So I'm super excited. I'm like looking through all these things. I find this venue that's beautiful. It checks off all the boxes and it was marked as affordable, which your girl needs an affordable venue. Um, And so in my mind, you know, I have like 
an idea of what I feel like affordable would be. Um, and so then when I reached out to this venue and toured it, I absolutely fell in love, like dream wedding venue, yada, yada. And then find out what the cost is. And it's insane. And I'm just like, oh my God, like that, you know, there has to be other options that are cheaper. Like that's like crazy. I can't believe that was even marked as affordable. I'd hate to see what the moderate category was or the expensive or luxury category were for that matter. So then I'm like looking around at other venues and they're all around that same price point. Um, and I was just shooken. So then I'm like in a deep dive of wedding things and the whole nine because I'm like this is insanity to me like do people really pay this much money like for their weddings like this is this is insane there's it's absolutely bananas um and then so through my research uh, I found that people do pay that much on average at least um and that's crazy to me so it went from you know the whole wedding planning process went from this whole like super fun, you know, exploring and seeing and how we're going to make this, you know, beautiful, special day come to life type of deal thing came to a halt real quick. Um, simply first, just on the, the financial situation, it was just like insanity to me how expensive these things were. Um, and it's like, you know, how do people do this? You know, whatever. Um, and then the other fun element is everybody's opinion. Um, and I had always heard, you know, you know, it's just like having kids, you know, everybody's going to have an opinion about how to do your wedding. You know, you're going to hear it from family and from friends that you should do this and you should do that. And for some reason, everybody becomes the expert of your life when you're getting married or when you have kids. Those are like the two times, whatever. And I was like, you know what? I don't think that'll be the case for me. I'm sure it won't be that bad. I'm sure I'll be on the same page as, you know, most of the peeps in my life. Turns out I was not. Um, and as somebody who is self-aware about my people-pleasing tendencies and my desire for people to, like, I don't know, support what option I choose or like, I guess my need for validation in that way. But of course, you know, that's not necessarily a good thing. But that's, you know, that's an issue for another day. Um, so I, I did, I just, I wanted everybody to be somewhat on board with me or like, you know, excited with me sharing in this excitement, whatever. Um, but everybody had, you know, their own opinions or their own experiences that kind of shaped their perspective on things. Um, and then the worst part was that it would change a lot. So like, I would, you know, be like, okay, we're thinking about doing this, blah, 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 blah. And then they would come up with like, you know, well, did you think about this? Did you think about this? Did you think about, you know, X, Y, Z, whatever. And I'd be like, okay, yeah. And then I changed the idea. I go back. I'm like, oh yeah, this has got to be like fine, you know? And then it's like, then their, their opinions changed and now they're thinking this other thing. And like, for me personally, uh, it was so overwhelming. Uh, I broke down so many times um, just because it's like, oh, it's like the other issue is that as the bride in this situation, everybody thinks that like I want this to be my day when I do not, actually. I really do not. I would so rather 
it be a combined decision because I can't, I literally like can't even handle the weight of making this decision. Like straight up cannot handle it. And so it's been um, quite awful actually. Um, the whole like wedding planning process and everything about it has been quite dreadful um, to the point where multiple times I was like, totally understand now why people choose to elope. Uh, also totally understand why people choose to just go to the courthouse and get it settled. Um, because I, uh, I want to go there right now and just not deal with this. Um, I know I'll be excited and like once things like I can figure out whatever, it'll be okay. Um, but man, I was just not expecting it to be as awful as it has been just in terms of like stress and just all the things, man. And then I'm constantly bombarded with like wedding things because all my ads are that anybody that like sees me like that hasn't seen me in a while is like, oh, you're engaged now. And then like, what are the plans and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, <laughs> none. I have no plans. Nothing. So that's, that's kind of just where I'm at. So I figured what better way to kind of break down this whole madness um, than to do a little deep dive into like modern American wedding culture, kind of dispel some of the, uh, you know, quote unquote traditions of weddings. Um, so maybe some tips on how to ground yourself during the the wedding planning process and kind of maybe take a more critical look, I guess, into the wedding industry because it's quite insane. Let's just say that. So here we go. Um, so I uh, never personally felt uh, like I needed to follow like any particular traditional route for a wedding. Um, I don't really have like a a background that, um, I guess that I have like a cultural tie to something or anything where I really feel like, oh, I have to stick to like the traditional means of, of doing the wedding or whatever. Um, and there are some things I like that I guess could be, you know, traditional or whatever. Um, uh, but I know I felt pretty like, insecure in the fact that I'm like okay is it okay for me to want to do something different to not do a wedding this way or to not do it whatever way and so I looked up some stuff about different like little little common uh things in American like weddings or whatever that are totally like where where they seem like they hold all this significance and weight when they actually don't um and then that kind of makes I don't know, it just to me, it helped me be like, you know what, all of this is whatever, and I can just do whatever I want, and that's totally fine. Um, so here are a few little uh, fun myths around a popular American traditions. So the first one is the white wedding dress as a symbol of purity. So that is a very modern uh, concept much to many people's dismay. I know uh, the fact that I even considered getting a non-white dress. You know, I had family members who were just like kind of appalled by that or just like, you can't do that. But like, you totally can. Um, the white meaning purity already to me is like bringing up some weird stuff. Like, let's not, let's not go there. Um, but then also 
the actual, like, history does not support this, right? It's not that people have always worn white since the dawn of time because it symbolizes purity and that's what you're supposed to wear for your wedding dress and yada, yada, yada. Um, It actually is due to Queen Victoria in 1840 when she got married to Prince Albert. She wore a white dress. All the girlies were like, okay, rich, prominent, high society women wear white dresses at their weddings. So I'm going to. So then basically it became a trend, uh, particularly in wealthier circles. Um, And it didn't really even become more of a mainstream, like, everyday person, like somebody like myself, um, until after World War II due to just like some fabric um, issues and concerns and things like that. Up until then, there was no like, this is the color you have to wear for your wedding. This is, you know, whatever. It just didn't exist. And so it kind of snowballed into gaining a meaning because then people were like, okay, well, we have to attach some type of meaning with this. And because white is a color that's often associated with um, like pure, good, God, that sort of thing is typically uh, what white is used to represent in like various forms of art or things like that. So naturally the wedding dress then just kind of took on this uh this meaning that it never meant to so if you want to wear a black dress if you want to wear a hot pink dress go for it go for it friend because there's literally the history of even wearing a white dress as like a you have to do this this is like what is done thing is maybe even maybe you know 70, 80 years in history where it became, like, a real common practice even. So, like, it's really not even that much of, like, a traditional value, right? Because, like, how traditional is it that it was only X amount of years ago that people actually even started doing this more commonly? Like, you know, another good one is the good old diamond ring. Now, to be fair, in full disclosure, I do have a diamond ring. However, I always wanted a colored stone, um, which I do. I have that my engagement ring is a black diamond. Um, And so I've always liked, you know, different emeralds or sapphires, different things like that. I always thought that was so cool. But it was always like a, you know, it's always like one of those weird things because people typically expect a diamond for an engagement ring. And there's like always jokes and shows and movies and things like that when somebody gets an engagement ring that doesn't have a diamond in it and it's this whole big taboo thing when again the whole diamond ring being associated with a long-lasting marriage and weddings is only um as old as 1947 when the famous de Beers ad came out Um, that basically said like a diamond is forever was like the tagline and it was simply because diamonds did not have like the market that they do today and they were like we have all these diamonds we need to figure out a way to sell them and to be fair a diamond is a 10 on the like Mohs scale like for the hardness of a diamond so it does last very long um but it is by no means symbolic of how long your your marriage will be or have really any you know importance other than a capitalistic uh ad that was incredibly successful 
Um, and now there's a lot of like super uh, dangerous and really bad practices that go into mining diamonds. Um, so I will also say my diamond is an ethically sourced diamond, which is usually lab grown. Um, and that was really important to me as well. Um, because I do not believe people should die or be put into harmful situations so I can have a stone on my hand. Um, that's quite insane, um, to me and it's, I, you know, just goes against my morals, I guess I should say. Um, so yeah, so there you go. Those are two, you know, big common things that are commonly associated with weddings that really don't have much weight or even history, um, to really you know, make or break <laughs> what you choose to do in a wedding. And again, you don't ever need to justify why you choose to go one way or the other. I know for me personally, I justify way too much. Uh, because again, I care about people's validation for reasons that are um, unknown to me. But yeah. All right. So moving on. So the big thing that came as a shock to me, again, was the financial side of things. So I found out through my research that the average American wedding is about $28,000. The average American wedding. That's insane. That is insane. That is more than my entire college costs were for one day. Um, so that, just to put that in perspective, like that's, that's just pure insanity. And the wedding industry as of 2016 um, is a 20 or 76 billion dollar industry which is insane and i can totally see that again with all the ads of all the things you could possibly buy that are wedding related wedding adjacent um there were so many things i noticed so i i, I don't know if this is just me or if this is like I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I keep getting all this wedding content my way. But it feels like there's ever since COVID and like even maybe even just the rise of like more social media platforms, things like that. It seems like there are more events geared towards a wedding, like for more Instagrammable moments, as cringy as that is to say. It literally feels like that's what it is. Because like before, I feel like, you know, it's common to have like your little like wedding and then you go on your honeymoon and then that's it and then maybe you have like your bachelorette night you know bachelor night whatever and that's kind of the whole nine but now people do like engagement parties um which you know I've heard of like bridal showers and stuff but like an like an engagement party comes before that then there's the bridal shower then there's like the bachelorette weekend because now it's a whole weekend and then um, another one is like a welcome party that you're supposed to do the day before the wedding. And then an after what like the day after the wedding, there's supposed to be a brunch. And there's like, like all these extra added events leading up into the wedding that are just like totally like, totally just creating more like expenses, right? Because if you're having to rent out a hall, having to get food, all the things like those costs add up quickly. Like the wedding alone is like crazy expensive, much less all these little extra parties like leading up into it and whatever. And then um, I have been getting so many ads for like all white outfits. So like all different kinds of outfits you can wear, like, 
here's the outfit to wear for your like rehearsal dinner. And then here's the outfit to wear for your blah, blah, blah. And your blah, blah, blah. Like all white so that you can like constantly just be in like bride mode, I guess. Um, And it's just crazy to me because like, you know, maybe it's just me, but like I don't commonly wear, you know, pure white (laughs) in my daily wardrobe. I'm too much of a like a mess, I guess, of a person. Um, And so like, I would get those outfits and feel cute and be like, oh, look at me. I'm all bright already. And then I would never wear that outfit again. And a lot of these outfits are, you know, obviously sold on fast fashion websites. And they're very clearly stuff that you probably wouldn't want to wear again because you're not wearing like a button up shirt with like a feather boa neck and like sequins all over it to work. Like you're just going to wear that to dinner with the girlies on your bachelorette weekend. Like, you know what I mean? So like, these aren't things you're going to wear again. Um, you're probably never going to use them again. Like all these things that they sell that have like bride on it or bride to be blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know, okay, you can only use that for a certain period of time before you're not going to use it. Like, you know what I mean? You're not going to use it after you get married. You're not going to whatever. And so it just creates more waste and then also more financial waste. Um, So it's just crazy to me. It seems like there's so much like excess and things going into it. And I I don't know, maybe it's particularly bad now on the offset of the pandemic um, where people kind of had to like go the opposite direction and do very scaled and pared down events, if any, um, or small weddings or just, you know, doing it over Zoom, things like that. So now it's like the pendulum swung and now we're in like, complete crazy excess um and I know that um things related to the pandemic have increased also costs with weddings uh with like just supply and demand chain and things like that um but yeah it's just absolutely crazy out there and not to mention the just like absurd financial waste but also just like the material waste as well like Again, all the things that are single-use items that are just for this event um, that will go away, all the travel um, emissions, things like that. It's it's just craziness. It really is. Um, and so I, I kind of wanted to share now. So I have kind of decided that I'm going to be prioritizing some other things during this engagement season, if you will. Um, to kind of keep my focus more on, um, you know, the marriage itself, my partnership with my partner, um, you know, what really matters to me most to have in a wedding or what really, truly, like, at a grounded level, you know, where I'm at. And then after that, I'll kind of share some of my tips for, for avoiding some of these pitfalls of excess and grandeur within the the wedding industry. Um, so, so for me personally, I think some things that I want to prioritize during this time, um, is finding shared values between my partner and I, you know, what is it that we truly value in the end? What do, what would we feel we would receive, you know, the most benefit from what's the most intimate, most us, if you will, um, experience for a wedding, but then also just for life too, because, you know, this is definitely a good time to be talking with your partner on things like kids and how you want to raise them, things like religion or your spiritual beliefs, things like 
just shared common values and things like that that are are like important throughout your life and and through your partnership as well. Um, the other thing I want to do is I've gotten some books and I want to get more on just um, things for relationships, um, helping myself be like to work on myself like internally to be a better partner um, because, you know, I have seen really bad partnerships. I've seen good ones. You know, I know things that I'm like, oh, I hope I never repeat that and whatever. And if I'm not consciously aware of it or, or working against those things, you know, it can, it can be bad. So I, I feel like it's, you know, a good, that's a good time to work on any personal things of just like, hey, you know, maybe I need to be better with my tone or maybe I need to be better with X, Y, Z or more open about like, hey, I came off hot, but like, I'm really overwhelmed and stressed right now. It's not you. I'm working on it. You know, kind of those things to like open partnership and just being like self-aware of you know, things that you might run into as pitfalls as an individual, because we all have them, right? Like, nobody's perfect, especially in a relationship. Those things kind of get echoed and mirrored out to you a little bit. Um, And you want to just make sure you're being intentional about actually working on those things. Um, So that's a big thing that's important for me right now. Like I said, I have a few books um, that I picked up recently on just different stuff with relationship stuff to help me like own my junk and and be a better partner um, and hold space for my partner the way I should, especially um, in a marriage. Um, and that's something, you know, that is definitely very important to me personally. And so moving forward, I just want to kind of address, if you will, the things that I'm kind of keeping on the forefront of my mind um, when planning my wedding moving forward, I'm still at ground zero pretty much. I mean, I have my wedding dress, but other than that, I'm pretty much at ground zero. Um, <laughs> so here are just some things that I'm like some questions, if you will, or some little tidbits that I'm using just to kind of ground myself. And it's a continual process because it's like I said, it's very easy to get kind of swept up in these sort of things. So I figured, you know, maybe this will help any other folks who are in the process of getting married kind of re refocus their lenses on things and just, I don't know, just kind of grounding overall, if you will. So the things I'm trying to think of the most are things that will matter, you know, five, 10 years from now. So the biggest the biggest thing is, is like, yeah, you know, you really care about this wedding day. You really want it to look like X, Y, and Z potentially. But, you know, will the color of the napkins matter when you're out? Is it going to matter a whole lot? You know, exactly how beautiful it is. And there's, there's, there's literally nothing wrong with wanting your wedding to be beautiful and to really invest in it, you know, um, that again, it's totally a personal thing. And I think that if that is something that you've always had as a dream, you should absolutely by all means do that. Um, but if you feel overwhelmed by it and you're maybe even pushing yourself into an uncomfortable spot financially or just overwhelmed with anxiety and stress about making it perfect and things like that, 
maybe a few things. One good question, I guess, to consider would just be like, yeah, you know, will I care about this a year from now? Like care about this five years from now? Will I care about it 10 years from now? Because I guarantee every single thing about your wedding will look dated in 10 years, maybe even five years. And my favorite thing, this is just a little aside. My favorite thing is all the like, quote unquote, classic wedding ideas, um, because they're totally trendy of this time period. You know, nobody did those things in 2014. They didn't do it in 2004. They didn't do it in 1994. Like it's a very like now trend. Um, but just because it's maybe in a neutral color palette, people are like, yeah, this is classic. You know, you're not going to look back at your photos and be like, oh, that's so XYZ date when you definitely will. It's inevitable. Like, I don't think there's a single wedding that's taken place in history that you didn't look at it and go, oh, yeah, they got married in 1980 or, oh, yeah, they got married in 2015 because all those mason jars with burlap on them. Like, I promise you, <laughs> no matter what you do, it's always going to date. So, again the end of the day, you know, will this matter a whole lot when you're out from now, five years from now? How important is it to me personally? You know, especially when it comes to, you know, a financial thing. I'm personally of the mindset that you should always try to stay within your means, um, especially because, um, as we know, uh, one of the highest, um, like, reasons for divorce, I guess, is, like, debt slash financial issues and there was one article I was reading and I don't want to give the exact amount it listed because I can't think of the name of the article or anything to properly cite it but it was a really high percentage of couples um, who go into debt uh, for their wedding will end up divorcing a year later within like within the next year um, over financial issues um, because it is so easy to go over budget with a wedding. It's so easy to get caught up and swept up in all the things. Um, so again, when you're thinking, will this matter a year from now, five years from now, also be thinking, you know, is this within my means? Is this even something, you know, if I do take on debt, do I find it like, like that worthwhile? Do I, you know, like really how, you know, I, I don't know. I would just kind of kind of think of it that way. Like, you know, how important is this to me? And so that's that's just one one major question to kind of constantly tussle in with you. Um, the next one is a phrase, you know, my mom always told me. Now she was under the impression that I was the type of gal to dream about my wedding day. She was sorely mistaken. So she always gave me this advice. It never uh, really resonated a whole lot with me, uh, just because I personally had never like really dreamt up a fairy tale wedding or anything like that. Um, however, it still is true, and I think it's an important little tidbit, and it's just that your wedding is one day, your marriage is hopefully forever. So, you know, do you want to invest so much time in your like kind of engagement season slash period on like, what am I, um, you know, being so focused on just planning this perfect wedding? Or do you want to work on maybe some self development during this time? I know that's something that I'm trying to do. I've gotten some books on like relationship stuff um, and just trying to work on my own junk, 
you know, and, and being self-aware of the things that I bring to the table, how I respond, how I um, communicate in a relationship. You know, nobody's perfect. I'm certainly far from it. Um, and I know there's work that, you know, I need to do and I want to, you know, I want to work on actively being like the best partner I can be for my partner. Um, so that to me is like a worthwhile thing, you know, to really, you know, not only do some, maybe some self work, some self assessment, thinking of the expectations and things you're bringing into a relationship that maybe you saw in relationships you experienced growing up. So maybe parents' relationships or other adults in your life's relationships um, that maybe you unknowingly picked up things or even the opposite. Like, I know there were things that I had seen and I was like, ooh, I definitely don't want to recreate that in my own relationships since I want to be intentional about not doing those sorts of things. Um, so maybe it's even things like that, but just really kind of focusing yourself on, you know, what, you know, being just transparent with yourself and honest with yourself, even when it's uncomfortable, because it's obviously usually pretty uncomfortable to do that. Um, at least it is for me. It's, you know, it makes me feel bad and whatever. But, you know, if I choose to, you know, not do anything about that, then then that's my burden to bear. But acknowledging it, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, now it's time to figure out how to be a better partner and how to whatever. Um, I think that's very important to do it now and kind of get into that habit. Another really important thing, I think, during this period of time in a grounding behavior is working with your partner, you know, having conversations if you haven't already about, you know, what are our thoughts on kids? What are our thoughts on how we're going to raise our kids? What's our thoughts on, you know, religion or spiritual matters? What's our thoughts on this and that? Like figuring out what your shared values are, figuring out, you know, what works for you, what doesn't, um, if you've struggled with communication in the past, working on your communication skills, um, doing like co-regulation activities. Um, I really love those just different things. Like, um, some of them could in include just like breathing together, like sitting face to face and hugging each other for an extended period of time and just breathing and being and, and like, finding out ways to connect with your partner um, that are healthy and relaxing and calming and, you know, just kind of getting yourself to to build healthy habits so that, you know, you don't just go into a marriage and then, like, think that all, all the things you neglected to address, you know, during your dating life will just somehow magically disappear and it'll somehow be perfect because um, obviously those things take time. The other thing that's important to discuss is do you have any expectations of your partner? You know, do you automatically feel like they need to, you know, do you fulfill a certain role, right? Like, do you expect your partner to cook for you every day? Do you expect your partner to whatever? Um, which that's a pretty audacious thing <laughs> to ask. But, you know, whatever your thing is, you know, we all have our expectations. Again, a lot of times they're just what we've learned growing up. You know, my mom did this. My dad did this. So this is what I expect you to do because this is what my role is. You know, making sure you're on the same page with that. You know, Connor and I have a system that works for us. We have, each of us have our own strengths. We have our own whatever that we bring to the relationship that, 
um, we kind of, you know, have those rules, whatever, so that we, you know, we know what we expect of each other. We know um, how we balance responsibilities within our apartment. You know, we have the benefit of having already living together um, where we've kind of sorted out, you know, the experiences of living together. Because for some folks who, if you wait to move in together, after you get married, you know, there may be a bit of a learning curve of figuring out how to live with somebody else, you know, just like with, you know, having roommates, you're gonna like, have maybe different cleanliness styles or different rules about um, food storage, or (laughs) how you clean certain things, or, you know, whatever your, your things are, the little things that, you know, you've learned from your family, and the little things they've learned from their family, you know, you're all coming together, and your own personal habits and stuff and you have to figure out how to how to coexist together and and make things you know flow and there might be some rough patches but again that might be something that you could even talk about ahead of time in some ways you know um just so some of those things aren't big surprises and and lead to fights or issues down the road um the next kind of question to to ask yourself kind of to ground you and, you know, kind of get you focused on the things that matter it, when it comes to wedding planning and stuff is, you know, do I really want this or do I feel like I need it because I'm being made to feel that way by social media, by uh, friends or family members and their advice? Because, again, like I said... At least in my experience and from what I've heard from everybody else, uh, people will definitely tell you their opinions. Um, and so you want to make sure, you know, at the end of the day, is this something that really matters to me or is it mattering to me a lot because I keep seeing X, Y, Z and I want to recreate that or I feel like I have to have that thing or because my friends and family are telling me I need to do this then I must need to do this that sort of thing you know making sure that it is something you actually want and you have expressed and connected meaning uh, with your with your wedding um and then along with that you know is your partner on the same page you know um maybe you have a partner that's totally okay with you taking over the show and you just do it all yourself or maybe you're like hey you know I can, um, you know, maybe you can bounce ideas off. We can make this an us thing and, and go from there. So, um, but yeah, I think that's, that's pretty much all I got for you guys today. So that was just a little brief rundown on my, uh, experience with wedding planning so far, the different myths and craziness that exist within modern American weddings today. Um, and just how like, it really doesn't matter at the end of the day, you know, that day is going to come, the day is going to go. Um, it is p- important and special, um, and there are very important special things about it. But again, the frivolous, excessive things don't necessarily make it what it is. Um, so yeah, it's, you know, it's just a, it's a celebration of love. And um, I don't know, there's just so much, so many important things you can be working on and growing and and developing during this time and not buying into just like a market that's like, hey, buy all these things because then you'll have a good marriage Um, (laughs) and you'll have a lot of debt. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so 
I'm super excited to move forward with wedding planning. It's just also terrible at the same time. Like, I'm excited because I truly, truly, from the depth of my soul, love my partner. Um, And I'm very excited and feel very honored to be marrying them. Um, It's just getting there, <laughs> getting there that's going to be a fun time but I'll probably update I'll probably update on the Instagram if I finalize any wedding plans I am not going to say any on here because that is actually why I had to re-record this episode uh, because I did share what my plans were and they have since changed and they'll probably change again so that is why I'm re-recording this episode um But I'm very excited to be back. Um, Next week will be more of like a common topic or type-ish thing for me to discuss on my channel. Um, In the future, I'm looking to do some... uh, Having another person on the podcast. I'm probably going to have Connor on the podcast. At least about two different things coming up. Maybe some of my friends and stuff. So um, that's super exciting. Um, And I have a lot of... A long list of topics, but please, by all means, if you have any topic requests, put them, send them to me. Send them right on over to the Soulfully Stronger podcast because I live for topics that people are interested in hearing me talk about if they're interested in hearing me talk about. Um, so yeah, so that that is all for today. Uh, I want to thank you again for listening, uh, especially if you've gotten this far. Uh, Thank you for holding space for me and supporting this. It really means a lot. Um, If you learned anything from this, share it. And uh, I'm very glad. If not, no worries. We'll be back with regular uh, content next week. Mm